Hello, thanks for chiming in. You're listening to Set 5 Pass, a podcast about all things Yu-Gi-Oh! Here we talk about deck building, new set drops, the meta, and so much more. Before we get into it, don't forget to like and subscribe. We would really appreciate it. I'm your host, Julian, and once again, this is Set 5 Pass. What is up, everybody? This is your host, JD, also known as Julian, and you're listening to Set 5 Pass. It looks like the Forbidden and Limited list has come out. It has dropped. People are seething. There's a whole bunch of reaction going on in the community right now. I am 100% here for it. However, it did not make as much of an impact as I really, really wish it was going to. So uh, in this episode, I'm just going to kind of go over the ban list, look at some of the changes that's going to be coming effective October 1st, and kind of looking at how the meta might shift uh, in regards to this. Um, Like I said, this ban list is not that effective to the meta, so that's disappointing. This feels like a wasted opportunity on Konami, where they really could have changed the meta prior to the Megatons coming out and prior to uh, Burst of Destiny dropping in the end of October, but I digress. So first, we're going to be looking at the Forbidden list. So there's one new card added, and it is Zodiac Barrage. Now, this was kind of mean on Konami's part. Zodiacs were pretty good. I mean, Dryden got hit last ban list. Uh, Zodiac is still being used for the Tri-Brigade engine uh, to kind of be able to give the deck a good pivot, uh, whether you need to go into Zeus or go into your Shurag plays. But uh, Zodiac Barrage getting, getting banned just seemed so unnecessary. Like, Konami did not need to do this. I don't think... At any point, I was looking at people's ban list predictions and seeing Zodiac Barrage being on the Forbidden list. I feel like nobody felt that strongly about Zodiac Barrage. It was just kind of a card, and it was a, it was already at one prior, so it being hit and to banned just felt unnecessary. Now, for those of you that don't know what Zodiac Barrage does, is that it essentially tutors a Zodiac from deck. Uh, you, If it's destroyed by a card effect since their graveyard, you can target a Zodiac, Xyz monster you control, and attach, it, uh, attach this card from graveyard's material. But the, the initial effect is you can target a face of card you control, destroy it, and if you do, special summon a Zodiac monster from your deck. So uh, what it does connected together is that you summon a Zodiac uh, and... <laughs> Uh, activate Barrage, uh, Barrage pop itself, uh, special summon a Zodiac from deck, and then you attach it uh, attach it to an Xyz of a Zodiac you already summoned. You mainly use it for the first effect of uh, you target a card, you control, destroy it, and then summon a Zodiac because it's just a one card. It just puts it onto board without using the normal summon, which is important because that effectively is a Zeus without using your normal summon. So it, that seemed a little bit odd. It feels, like I said, unnecessary. Um, I know Zodiac and Tri-Brigade players are kind of hurting about it, but once again, it wasn't the problem card for that archetype. 
Uh, moving over to the limited list, we do kind of see some impact changes, which was nice because some of these were actually ones that we predicted in the previous episode uh, where I was doing my ban list predictions. So the limited list, there was three new cards added on. The first was Ava, the second was Prank Kids Meow Meow, and the third one was Fire Formation Tanky. Now, uh, I'm gonna start with Ava first. Ava makes the most sense. Ava was a card that people were expecting to get hit. However, most players were expecting Ava to get banned. If you've ever played against a Drytron player, they will use one Ava no matter what per game. Some players will actually use two or three during, uh, during the game just to net those extra negates. Uh, with the Herald of Perfection or to essentially cycle Diviner to have your follow-up play. Uh, so, with, and the thing is that the second and third ones are not always used. So it going down to one, meaning that Drytron really only has one Ava play, they still have an Ava play and that's the problem. It doesn't effectively change the deck. The deck can still do the full combo that it needs to do. It just can't net additional negates uh, on, you know, during the opponent's turn with Beatrice and, and so forth. So and that felt kind of wasted. And looking at the reaction from players in the community today, I would say a lot of people agree that Ava being put to one effectively does nothing for Drytron. All it does is just free up two deck spaces for them to run hand traps or uh, other negation that they could use to still secure that game. Uh, the next one is the Prank Kids Meow Meow Mew. Uh, <laughs> this one was hinted at quite a lot. So with Prank Kids winning the most recent uh, World Championship and with Meow Meow not getting a confirmed reprint in the Megatons, it was highly anticipated that this card was going to be the card that got hit. Uh, with it dropping down to one, it does change how Prank Kids play their deck. Uh, it makes it so the Prank Kid players have to kind of think about how they're going to use Meow Meow. So Meow Meow is a one card full combo. It turns the entire deck, any of the, you know, the main deck Prank Kid monsters into full combo. So with Meow Meow at one, it makes it so either Prank Kids have to do their turn one without using Meow Meow, uh, which probably will not be the case. They'll still use it because it's still full combo. However, if you break the board and you play through the play through their full combo, uh, they can't do it again. So it makes it so the deck actually has to put in a little bit extra work to get that uh, recycling and the full combo going again. Now, I did peep into the Prank Kid Discord briefly just to see what people were doing. And to be honest, they are replacing the two copies of Miyamo that are being taken out for Verite Anaconda and Dragoon because neither of those cards got hit. So pretty much if you stop them mid-combo and they can't go full combo, they'll just go into Anaconda and Dragoon and then just Dragoon you to death. So that's really disappointing because you just swapped out one problem for another problem and Prank Kid players just, they just lean on that now if you end up interrupting them, which is very disappointing given that the deck didn't need Dragoon and now players are just going to be using that. And lastly, the last card that was put onto the limited list was Fire Formation, Fire Formation Tanky. Now, once again, I talked about this card in my previous episode, but, to, but for those who did not listen, uh, Tanky is kind of in the same realm as Reinforcements of the Army. 
Uh, I would even argue that Tenki is better because right now Beast Warriors are much stronger than normal warriors. And Konami needs to sell these Megatons, so they weren't going to hit Fractal. So it makes more sense that Tenki is the hit. A cool thing about Tenki being at 1 is that it does limit the access to Fractal that Tri-Brigade players have. Um, it, it slows down the consistency a little bit for the deck. In addition, if you pop the Tenki on activation, they don't get the search, which is also pretty nice uh, because it gives players a little bit more access to actually interact with the opponent. Also, it does suck if the opponent has two Tenkis because uh, the, it, they just still have the surge. So Tenki going to one, it's a little bit impactful to the Tri-Brigade list. And, however, it does not stop them. They still have access to the combo. Unfortunately, a card that we did not see hit the limited list was Revolt, which I think is the real problem card of Tri-Brigade because of the amount of tempo that that card can net off just one trap card. Moving on to the semi-limited list. This one was uh, had a couple surprising ones. So uh, first off, there was Performer Palace Skull, Skull Crowbat Joker. Now, this one was kind of, people were expecting this one to happen because the past couple ban lists, Konami has been slowly weaning pendulums off of the ban list, just like one at a time each ban list. So, uh, Joker was at one the last format and I didn't see any pendulum decks really going hard so it makes sense that they would bring it back to two just to kind of test the waters and see if people are actually going to you know do the pendulum things. Um, Danger Nessie came back to semi-limited and so it's really nice to see Dangers come back. I was not playing during that format. I took a hiatus from the game to uh, pursue college pretty much <laughs> and so Nessie come back to two does bring that deck back a little bit uh if you've never played dangers before dangers are just free they're just free big bodies so Nessie come back to two is pretty nice uh, I really hope to see this deck uh and any iteration that it's used in kind of come back because it was it does look pretty cool and you know like I said it's a free body the last hit, the last thing coming off the semi-limited list, which I think is probably going to be the most impactful card of this ban list, is going to be Emergency Teleport. Now, I have so many feelings about this. I play Psychic decks a lot, so I had like my fingers crossed and it was on my wish list that Emergency Teleport would come back to two. Um, I didn't think Konami was really going to do it. Emergency Teleporter is at 2 or 3 in the OCG, I can't quite remember. So it was kind of like, please give us Emergency Teleporter because there's more broken cards in the game right now that do the exact same thing. And we got it back to 2! So uh, I'm probably going to be tinkering around with some psychic decks again here soon. Uh, virtual World players love this because if you virtual world has a tendency to be kind of bricky if they can't get access to uh, pretty much a virtual world monster. So emergency teleport netting out a Lulu or a Nyan Nyan uh, is really great. Uh, I think, like I said, I think this is a very sleeper card of the format uh, to come to semi-limited. Uh, definitely expect to see virtual world kind of stand out a little bit more because of this. In addition, I also foresee Virtual World being 
a kind of like, a, I don't want to say anti-meta or like off-meta, but it's going to be a strong contender once Burst of Destiny comes out and Sword Soul becomes a thing, primarily because Virtual World is not affected by uh, the primary mechanics of Sword Soul, which is that banishing mechanic that they try to lean on a lot. So uh, Emergency Teleport just making that deck a little bit stronger is going to be pretty good. I know that the Mutant Discord has been in like Fiesta mode all day today because of Emergency Teleport coming to two. So overall, I think everybody's really happy about that. Um, it's pretty good and to be honest, in my opinion, it's like the only really good thing to come on this ban list. And lastly, the things to come off of the ban list is Double Iris Magician. Uh, and as I was saying earlier with the Skull Crowback Joker, it was kind of anticipated that this was going to come to three because Konami's just been slowly taking them off a little bit at a time. I can see Pendulum decks making a comeback because these two cards are a little bit more accessible. Uh, however, with the state of the game right now, I think it just might be a little bit past time for Pendulums, but we'll see. Um, you know, like there is those couple pendulum decks that do stand out and pendulums are a crazy mechanic if they can pop off right. They just take a lot of card investment to do it and right now card advantage is kind of a hard game to play. So we'll see what this does. Uh, a couple things that were not on the ban list that was kind of disappointing was a lot of people were anticipating Red Eyes Dark Dragoon to get hit to one or ban. It was kind of a toss up between Dragoon or Verte and it, I mean, you can ask people and it's a 50-50 on what they think is really the problem with those with that combo. But yeah, so Dragoon didn't get hit and then immediately after that Dragoon went from like $60 to about $100. So if you have your Dragoon still, congrats, you net a lot of value today. If you were waiting for the ban list to drop before you picked up a Dragoon, I'm really sorry because that's going to be a money card. Speaking of money cards, Verite Anaconda, also the same thing. It did not get touched on the ban list. Um, it's still at three. Most people usually only play the one specifically for the Dragoon. That card was at $40 and it has skyrocketed up to $75 after the ban list was announced. So there's definitely buyouts happening. Um, there was a lot of people talking about Max C because we're going to have Crossout Designator next in about two weeks. So Max C not coming off the ban list uh, was is it's a shock to some people, but for more veteran players, they kind of knew that like, yeah, this is just bait. It's not going to happen. Uh, as I said prior, Revolt didn't get hit, which I think is the real problem card of Tri-Brigade. However, I do understand that Konami is really trying to push that archetype and uh, the upcoming archetypes like Flunder Freeze and uh, Sword Soul do contest Tri-Brigade very heavily. So we'll just see how the meta shapes up. If there's anything that uh, y'all wanted to see on the ban list or there was kind of some high hopes that you had that didn't happen, please share them with me. I love talking about this stuff all the time. Uh, you're more than welcome to follow me on Twitter at Set5Podcast or follow my personal Twitter at Julian. Um, like I said, reach out to me. Love talking about the game. Thanks so much for listening this week and we'll be sure to have more episodes for you later on. This is Julian and you're listening to Set5Past. Set5Past.